0: Quite a scene Monday night, John. We were both there, and uh, <laughs> the, the crowd was great. The atmosphere was great. The uh, players, you know, had a, were having a blast. Of course, they were playing a terrible team. Uh, we can't read too much into the result. But it was really interesting to see everything they've been trying to build kind of coalesce in one
1: really fun night. Yeah, Jim, I think that, you know, obviously, you um... You're right in terms of the, the Blazers were putting out a G-League team. I mean, yep. that's that's what it was. Um, and so you can't exactly say that, okay, this team is ready to go to the Western Conference Finals because they played well against a team that was had eight guys and maybe two or three have some kind of future in the NBA beyond the next year or two. Um, that said, I do think it was... Kind of indicative of a couple of things. One is this is a team that has forever and ever played down to the level of its competition. We have seen Mm -hmm. many a basketball night where the Wolves come in and they play a severely shorthanded team, a team with a terrible record, a team that is tanking, all of these things. And then they just kind of are slacking on defense. They're not hustling, they're not playing hard. And then all of a sudden, in the fourth quarter, they're in a dogfight with a with a team that doesn't belong on the floor with them. And sometimes they ended up losing those games too. And this was a game that you know, they the last two against Portland, um, they just went out and said, "You're not going to win. Uh, you have no chance. We're going to take advantage of every opportunity that we have and just pound you into submission." And to lead by forty points to just kind of turn it into a laugher to not have any of their main guys playing in the fourth quarter, all of those things. I mean, I think that is a step forward. That marks a step forward for this team. You know, The other thing I think that we can get into more detail in a little bit is that, as you alluded to, the crowd really was into it in the fourth quarter. And maybe some of it was in jest. Maybe some of it was just – trying to have a little bit of fun in kind of a a, a weird night. But, um, you know, it, it, it reminded me of a college crowd. It was mm-hmm. a young crowd. It was a rowdy crowd. They were getting after it. They were having fun. And that's what we have seen at Target Center for the last couple of weeks now is that the crowd has steadily gotten more into it more amped. It seems like they're coming around to embrace this team. So, you know, you would look at that game on its face and say, there's not a whole lot to take away from it. But I think those are two very important elements to look at for a team that is really trying to reinvent itself.
0: And one thing, we're, and by the way, this is the John Krasinski show. You're listening to John Krasinski and Jim Suhan, our producers, and Morton. This is part of the TalkNorth.com podcast network. Follow us on Twitter at TalkNorthPod to see the shows as they are released and information on our live shows. Uh, best way to listen, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It is free. It is easy. Thing is, John, one thing that we can all forget. I know I forget it. I know some fans forget
1: it. This is all supposed to be fun. Exactly. Yeah. And that was fun. It, it was fun, Jim. And, you know, like, um, yeah, there, I think there was a, a kind of a prominent Portland blogger who kind of was poo-pooing it and just saying, Oh, you know, all these wolves are flexing over or over beating a bunch of G leaguers like that. You know, that's not impressive. And I would say, Jim, that just knowing what this team and what these fans have been through for really the last 20 years, uh, when you have an opportunity to have some joy in your life, you should take it. I mean, you know, I, I had no issues with them going crazy for Jake Lehman. I thought it was fun when Leandro Balmero was out there and and getting a bunch of cheers. Josh Akogi's dunking on people. Um, you know, you can just see that this is kind of a a team that and a fan base that has been really kicked in the teeth and beaten down for a very long time. And I don't think they have to apologize for coming out and for enjoying when things are going their way. Um, I do think it will require even more sort of gumption, even more uh kind of attention to detail and all those things when the schedule stiffens up again at, you know, at the end of this week. Um, but for now, what you're seeing is a team that is fulfilling the expectations. I mean, when when we went into this kind of soft stretch of the schedule, you said, Well man, the Wolves have to go five and more four and one again in these next 5 games against you know Oklahoma City twice, Portland twice and Orlando. And so far so good. I mean, they are they're handling these teams and and they're just doing what they're supposed to do and this is a team that does not ever do what it is supposed to do. So, um there's been so much trauma and so much kind of angst over the years with these guys that if fans want to get a little out-of-pocket in a game now, if players want to celebrate a little bit more, um, I think that everyone deserves that because they've been crawling through that river of of, flood, of sludge and foulness like, you know, Andy Dufresne in, in the Shawshank Redemption. They're not to the other side yet. They're not clear out of the tunnel yet, but they're getting there, and I think everyone can feel that. And so um, it, it, celebrate these moments because – this is the time when it's really fun. When people, when the team is coming up, when they're kind of still surprising people, when there are relatively low expectations. And, and, and so you should enjoy this because the worm will turn and there will, there'll be more pressure eventually and things like that. And that's when it'll get a little hairy again, but right now it's just, it's just so much damn fun. So just, just enjoy it.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, I understand other fan bases getting upset, whatever, that's fine. Uh, but, you know, the fans were having a good time. That's what they paid the money for. They started doing the wave. Carl yeah. Anthony Towns is on the bench doing the wave with D'Angelo Russell. They're cheering on their teammates. And you know what? They're out there. They're cheering for people like Akogi and, uh, and Layman and Paul yes. Merrill. And you know what? Those are likable guys. And and Layman and akogi, you know, have been – pushed aside by a wave of really good bench players. Those guys were starters in the NBA at one point in their careers. Now they can't get on the court. I
1: mean, you know, it's it's not great for them, but it's a great sign of depth for this franchise. It's a great sign of depth. And you're right, like, you know, one of the impressive things about this team this year is that even the players who are not in the rotation, who are not getting the minutes that they thought they deserved, who are, are, are not Regular fixtures out there on the court have not gone rogue. Um, you know, I thought we had a great conversation with Josh Kogi after the game just about handling the disappointment of not playing in a very big year for him in terms of trying to solidify his future in the NBA. And he just has not been in the rotation. But what he, I thought his answer was incredible in terms of talking about, um, you know the the fact that he is not playing does not affect who he is as a human being and who he can be as a leader for this team and and he is taking the approach of I'm not going to rock this boat I'm not going to be the one that is sort of stealing the joy that is going to be the downer who takes kind of any of the fun away from what this team collectively is having right now and so I thought you know that that's the kind of selflessness that we've seen kind of up and down this roster um, this season. When Jalen Noel has not been in the lineup, he has not pouted. He has waited again for his opportunities, and when they come, he plays very well. Torian Prince was benched at one point; didn't you know go sideways? He just kind of stuck with it, and his teammates kept on rooting for him and kept on telling him to hang in there. And now he is a in a super important fixture as the playoffs approach. Like there are so many of those stories of these guys down the roster um, that, you know, that could be playing on other teams or certainly could be really pouting if they, you know, weren't because they're not playing, but everyone's joining in on the party right now. And it's just, you know, it's a great vibe. And um, I think like that is one of the reasons that we've seen this team be so resilient and so disciplined. I mean, they, They have not lost the games that they are supposed to win because everyone kind of stays on each other. When they lose a game or two, it doesn't turn into a six-game losing streak um, like it has so many times in the past because they get on each other, they hold each other accountable, and they don't get too down about their situation. They band together. I mean, that stuff is real, and that stuff is kind of undeniable. And so uh, it's wholly unique to the Timberwolves. We have not seen – a Timberwolves team with this kind of chemistry and this kind of togetherness in a very, very long time. And so um, I, I just think it's it's really refreshing to see that. And so, you know, then you you go to the fourth quarter against Portland on Monday night and to see those guys all get a chance to get 12 minutes of run, to to get out there and have some fun with it, to have a crowd that's going crazy for them. You know, those are the moments that I think they wait for in this long season when when they haven't come enough to their liking. So it, it was just, it kind of was all a mix of to make it really, you know, enjoyable to kind of just watch and 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 to see how many fans were having fun with a team that just has not given them much to have fun with over the last 10 years.
0: No doubt about it. Hey, I want to ask about D'Angelo Russell in in you know specificity here. Uh, we have a lot more. I'm, we're going to go through the roster. I want to talk about Finch. I want to talk about the six seed, everything like that. We do first, though, uh, want to thank Head Flyer Brewing for sponsoring the John Krasinski show.
1: That's right, Jim. Headflyer Brewing. It's in northeast Minneapolis, right on Hennepin Avenue northeast, right off of 35W. Super easy access from 35W. It's, a such, it's just a great brewery. It's my wife and I's favorite brewery that we go to regularly. They have wonderful beer selection. We like the Whip, Wicked Jump Shot. And that it was all a dream. Juicy IPA, um, just but but there are so many different kind of uh, brews and 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 flavors for whatever you want as a beer drinker. Stop in there, watch a game on the big screen TV, uh, bring your dog, hang out, or you can bring growlers home with you. You can find them in your local liquor stores as well. And this week. They were kind of uh, touting a couple of new can releases, Trouble in Our Neighborhood. It's a a collaboration with Ambibulous Minnesota Liquor Store. It's a cold IPA, which is a new style, combining the best of classic IPAs and lagers. This one features Strata, Simcoe, and Chinook hops to give a dank citrus aroma and flavor. There's also a double dry hopped Wicked Jump Shot. It's almost March Madness. Why not uh, juice up the, the Wicked Jump Shot a little bit? It's a special version of the Hazy Pale Ale that's made for March. We doubled the dry hop to bring out more of the stone fruit and berry flavors of the Mosaic and Amarillo hops. And it is tournament ready. So we're also planning on having Wicked Jump Shot available in a bunch of new and current bar restaurant accounts for tourney time. So we plan on talking that up as well. We'll let you know. Keep listening to this podcast for the updates on on where you can find Wicked Jump Shot in your local restaurants and bars, in addition to the local uh, restaurants, to the local liquor stores, excuse me. So stop by Head Flyer Brewing, go and visit them online, headflyerbrewing.com. Tell them the John Krasinski Show sent you and enjoy some beer as tournament time approaches.
0: Thanks also to our longtime sponsor, our first sponsor of this program, TSR Injury Law. We hear questions like these all the time. Can TSR injury law help me if I'm hurt by a defective product? Yes. How about by a dog bite? Yeah. If you've been injured, it's TSR time. Call us today for a free consultation at 612-TSR-TIME. 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 Thanks also to our friends at Memorial Blood Center who continue to do very important work.
1: If you're listening to this show, there's something I already know about you. You're a generous person and you care about your community. Our local Memorial Blood Centers is looking for generous blood donors to step up and help patients in our nearby hospitals. There's no synthetic substitute for blood. It takes a human being, and only eligible donors can help meet the need. Plus, it takes less than an hour from start to finish, a small price to pay when your blood can literally help save a life. Visit mbc.org to learn more or call 1-888-448-3253.
0: So let's get into Russell because I wrote a column about him recently and I talked to a bunch of people about him kind of on background and it's really interesting how he's still, he's still kind of polarizing. You know, some people say, Hey, his defense is good enough. Other people would say he's just a terrible defender. Uh, Other people say, well, his defense depends on, you know, exactly what kind of defense you're trying to play. Uh, You know, he's, he, can still have a bad shooting night, but he's been really good lately. I just, I, I always try to pull back and look at the big picture. and I just think the combination of his skills, his personality, and his relationship with Towns just, it just works here. What, what, what's your view?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's look, he's having the best season of his career now, yeah. and it, I, I will say that at the start of the season, obviously they got off to a poor start. D'Angelo Russell was not playing well, not shooting well, all of those things, and you are looking at what they gave up for him with Andrew Wiggins playing well in Golden State with the number seven overall pick. And it really was looking like a disaster of a trade. That um, balance has definitely evened out over the last several months. Uh, He is a top flight orchestrator of this offense. He had 15 assists career high against Portland on Saturday night, um, took the game off on Monday night to rest a little bit and get ready for for the stretch run. But um, but when he is on the floor, he makes an incredibly positive impact for them. The net rating, the numbers, plus, minus, all those things are really, really good with D'Angelo Russell on the floor. Um, you know, is he the perfect point guard? Um, probably not. Is he like the, you know, is he a true max player? I don't know uh, about that part of it. But what I do know is he's been integral to their success. Um when he is out there and playing well, this team is really hard to beat. And when he's knocking down shots, um you know, it they're darn near you know, impossible to beat in some situations. What what I have liked the most about him recently, Jim, is since Anthony Edwards has been out with the knee injury, Russell has taken it upon himself to get to the rim a lot more. Um and that's not something that he did for most of his career prior to this. And so, what you're seeing is a player who is adjusting and trying to give the team what it needs um, in in different moments. And so, um, to see him kind of make those adjustments, to see him, you know, be a, a, a vocal leader on this team, I think those things are very, very important. And it has been a huge, huge stride in the right direction from last year, certainly. And then from the start of this year, you have just seen that kind of the, you, you see, you understand why Gerson Rosas wanted D'Angelo Russell because he wanted this version of D'Angelo Russell that they are getting. And, you know, it's also coinciding with the the typical Andrew Wiggins funk that mm-hmm. happens all the time in Golden State. And so there's a lot of kind of angst about that going on out in the Bay Area and, and so I think some Timberwolves fans are looking at that and saying, see, we told you, we told you this would happen. And now that Russell is playing well, I think it's making people feel a lot better about that trade in general, even if they probably still did give up too much um, to, to get Russell, certainly to see him play the way that he, he is right now. And to see Wiggins going the way that he is right now in Golden State, I think is a little bit of, you know, there, there's some people around the organization, certainly around the fan base that are, Kind of winking a little bit and 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 enjoying what they're seeing there.
0: Yeah, and that, that's my thing is that I, I know that Wiggins has played well this year, especially had a good first half. I don't trust him, and I, and the Wolves had to move on from him. And the fact mm-hmm. that and so yeah, I, I mean I I liked the deal to begin with,
1: and I like it even more now. Yeah, and I I think like what what I've always said about it is that Andrew Wiggins is built to be a role player. And that's what he is in Golden State. And that's why he was having a lot of success. The reason that he's not having a lot of success right now is that Draymond Green is out. Klay Thompson is not what he what he was, you know, as he's working his way back. And they need Andrew Wiggins to be more of a star player. He is not capable of that. That's why the Timberwolves moved on. They needed the Timberwolves needed Andrew Wiggins to be a number two to Carl Anthony Towns number one. And he's just not capable of doing that. He can be a very good role player, a third or fourth best option for your team and really excel in that role. But if you ask him to do any more than that, he's incapable of it. D'Angelo Russell is capable on certain nights um, of being that really solid number two player for, for the Timberwolves. It, you know, He's not always there, but his ceiling is you know, to get to, um, you know, when he can score 37, 38 points, when he can dish out 15 assists, like he has that capability that Andrew Wiggins does not have. And the Wolves needed another kind of star level player. And that, and Russell is closer to that than Andrew Wiggins ever will be. And I think that's why, you know, it's starting to even out a little bit here and make a little bit more sense uh, for the wolves, and, and certainly pay dividends for the wolves.
0: Let's talk about towns next, and but we do need to get to the highlight of every show, which is John's Manscaped commercial. But first, let me let you know that utility costs are rising every year, and it's unnecessarily costing you money, but it doesn't have to be that way with the new system from All Energy Solar. Even if you have to take out a loan to finance your installation, you'll still save money in the long run. The loan payment will likely be less and what you would pay for electricity every month. And it's a locked in price that won't change. So start saving and make the switch to all energy solar. Book your appointment today at allenergysolar.com. And now here it is the infamous, the world famous John Krasinski
1: on Manscaped. March Madness is here. Not everyone can have a perfect bracket, but you can have the perfect set of balls this tournament season with the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. The leaders in below-the-waist men's grooming have just launched their ultra-premium collection to give you the total championship hygiene routine. After sweating out the games, make sure you lather up head-to-toe with this all-in-one skin and hair care kit to have your body and balls smelling Final Four fresh. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use the code ATHLETIC to get 20% off and free shipping. This is a Cinderella story you're not going to want to miss. When the clock winds down in March, be clutch and avoid the upset with the Manscaped Ultra Premium Collection to keep everything under control we all know essential how essential the manscaped lawnmower 4.0 electric trimmer is for that precise trim below the waist their advanced skin safe technology reduces cuts on your basketballs but now you can enhance your big dance in the shower with their ultra premium collection this package includes the manscaped premium deodorant the hydrating body moisturizer the body wash Two in one shampoo and conditioner, plus a free gift, a three-pack set of lip balm that's made up with ingredients such as vitamin E, peppermint, and eucalyptus oil to keep those chappers feeling moist. That's four products and a gift inside the ultra premium collection. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code athletic at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscape.com and use the code athletic.
0: So Towns Western Conference Player of the Week is playing extremely well. Is shooting better than forty percent from three point land, and you know better than me. So I'll defer to you on this. It seems to me that he is uh, really kind of what's the best word? I guess curbed his violent reactions to bad calls. I still don't think he's getting the calls he should get, but it he seems does. like it seems like when he doesn't get a call, it doesn't affect his play as much as maybe it once did.
1: Yeah, he's talked a lot about it, Jim. He's really tried to kind of have a little bit more restraint. Um, I think that he has finally come to the realization that all of the frustration that he was showing was hurting his cause when it came to officiating. There's just no other way to argue it because um, he's not getting those calls. He does not get the same whistle that – some of the other all star big men get. And I think a lot of that is because referees really had, you know, tired of hearing him whine all the time about foul calls. Now he still has his times in these games where he loses his cool a little bit, but he has been able to reel himself back in. And I just think we're seeing a 25, 26 year old kid grow up, um, mature figure things out a little bit more he's been a better leader he has been a better example setter he has he is changing the way that he does interact with officials in an effort to get some sort of um change coming his way in terms of the way they're called or if they if there is no change coming with the calls at least he is not letting those calls completely psych him out and, and get him totally out of his game and out of his rhythm and just mess with his head. And so that's what this team needs. That's what this team has needed for a long, long time. And I think he's just starting to figure that part of it out. Um, he is a really smart young man. Uh, he's a prideful guy. And I think that a lot of that pride got in the way earlier on in his career. And It's all kind of starting to come together for him now. The team is winning. He has a coach he likes. He has teammates that he feels accepted by. Um, He is playing at an incredibly high level. And the confidence that comes with all of that is allowing him to not sweat the smaller stuff nearly as much as he once did. And so that is just a huge development for the Wolves. They need that kind of leadership from Carl Anthony Towns and just that kind of Control from him because we've all seen it when he gets really frustrated, he starts to flail, he starts to kind of just really turn possessions into roller coaster rides. And right now, you need composure. And as these games keep coming and as the stakes keep increasing, they need a cool headed Carl Anthony Towns. And he is delivering that while also still being the same passionate guy. I think that fuels a lot of what he does. So he's another one, best season of his career that I've seen in seven years, um, really coming into his own. I really can't wait to see him on Saturday, Jim, in Miami against Bam Adebayo. He is kind of, Carl's had his way with some undersized front courts over the last five or six games that really haven't had anything for him. Miami has a lot for him. So that will be a really good test to see kind of how far he has come in terms of, just kind of the mental side of things and staying locked in and not letting anything get in his way that way.
0: And we keep on talking about this guy having his best year, this guy having his best year, the bench, you know, bench players playing incredibly well, even after, you know, they go through a lull and don't get much playing time and the 11th and 12th players on the roster coming in and playing well. I mean, it all does point to coaching at some point.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Chris Finch has been unbelievable this season and I think one of his biggest strengths is he has able been able to walk the fine line that is so hard for coaches to walk in this league at this moment in history. And that is he is able to let, make the players feel empowered, like they have ownership of what's going on on the floor, of what they're doing, but also hold them accountable when things aren't going the right way. I mean, I can't tell you how many times – I've heard in post-game press conferences any player, you know, up and down the roster saying, Well, Coach Finch was right. You know, he told me this and this is what we got to do. Um, and and it worked out. Um, Anthony Edwards, D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony Towns, all of the prominent guys, all of the guys who are not were not in the rotation and are getting and then get into the rotation. They said, Coach Finch told me what I had to work on, I worked on it, and now I got my chance and it's and it's and it's working out. There's just a lot of trust in him, in Mike Anori, and Pablo Prigioni and Elson Turner and Kevin Hansen and all these guys that that are around this staff that they believe in each other. And that is, you know, in this era is such an important part of what is going to make a successful team. I mean, anytime you get players who start to think they know more than the coach or you get a coach who is – um, struggling to assert himself uh, on on the team, that's when the cracks in the foundation form and things start to crumble. But Finch is has as much sort of respect and juice within the organization and across the organization as any coach that I've covered. And that includes Flip, who was all obviously very good at what he does, um, and and played the game very well and also coached very well. Um, but but Finch really is able to kind of have his thumb on the scale in a way um, that is wholly unique to coaching what it's meant to coach in Minnesota over the last you know 18, 19 years. And so um, it, he deserves a lot of the credit for this, but also the players deserve a lot of the credit for allowing Finch to coach him, like coach them the way that he does. And it's just a really nice symbiosis right now that uh, that's paying, playing off huge for them as, as they're getting into these games that are must wins and delivering every night.
0: Let's get a final thought from John remind you we have tons of good content. Across the TalkNorth.com platform, outdoor shows, Destination Polaris, The Flush, uh, The Reverend Hunter, all kinds of good stuff. We've added uh, a good hockey show on the bench a uh, Canadian hockey humor duo. They're huge in Canada. We're really lucky to have them on this platform. Uh, Mike Grimm's Go Gopher podcast. Of course, you know about Russo, LaPanta, Lavelle Neil, Roy Smalley, Cheryl Reeve, John Millay, Jeff Diamond, and many others. Uh, we do appreciate you listening to TalkNorth.com. Spread the word. We continue to grow, and we can only grow
1: with your help. Thank you again. Uh, let's get a final thought from John. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, what we're seeing from the Wolves right now is them taking care of business, but it's about to get a lot more daunting. Uh, They they play Oklahoma city on Wednesday night. They should win that. They play at Orlando on Friday night. They should win that. Then it's a back-to-back at Miami. Then you're going to have a little bit later. You're going to have the bucks. You're going to have the Mavericks. You have the Suns. Mavericks, again, Celtics Raptors, nuggets like that is a huge stretch to really show what the wolves are made of. And if they are going to have any kind of a prayer of getting up into that sixth seed, they're going to have to win some of these games that maybe they are not expected to win. Um, and and so how they fare in those games, I think is going to go a long way toward the confidence you have and them being able to have any kind of success whatsoever in the playoffs. So I'm not certainly looking past Oklahoma City and Orlando, but the way that they're playing right now, I have kind of faith that they're going to kind of put forth the requisite effort to do it. But um, it's almost not cutting time here starting Saturday in Miami. I'll be down there for that game, and um, and, and I really want to see just how they respond once they start to have their, their opponents really kind of actually put up a fight, which is what these tanking teams that they've played lately have not done. Last note, uh, do you think Anthony Edwards is close to returning? He is close, Jim. Um he's starting to do workouts. He worked out after shoot around on Monday and before the game on Monday night. Um you know, is Wednesday against OKC is that too soon? It might be. Um and then they have the the back to back Friday Saturday. I I don't have a a timeline, but it wouldn't stun me if he plays Saturday against Miami. Um maybe even before that. I I don't know that they'd play him in a back to back after the time that he's missed, but but um, he is ramping things up. Coach Finch says that he is responding well to the rehab, and you're seeing him do more and more out on the court. And so I think that portends to uh, an Anthony Edwards appearance fairly soon here in the next three to four games, I would say.
0: Good stuff from John. You can also hear John on the Viking Update Show, where we take a uh, veteran writer's view of the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, thanks again for listening to TalkTork.com, and we'll be talking to you again soon.